All right, we're back with David and Richard live at the Astro Silver Lakes we're, premiere. We're in. That's it. We're in. We're All right. on. All right. We are out there with David and Richard. Oh, already scared off the neighboring. Can table. I finish my new tagline <laughs> that I thought of? <laughs> I thought of a new tag on our you were in the middle of a new vacation tagline. from this podcast. Or how? Has it been that long? Probably at least I'd say. All right. Have you noticed my appearance has changed? Yeah, I can barely see your beautiful face behind all that. This is my Astro beard. <laughs> oh, no. I've been waiting for you. Really? Yeah. Seriously? No. Oh. Um, Silver Lake's premiere unedited breakfast podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new tagline? Yeah. All right. We're down a mic stand today. I cannot find my mic stand for the oh. life of me. I was, I was considering bringing a full-size mic stand to the Astro. Because I have a couple of those going around. Hard to lose those. Do you think we can maintain our status as Premier without a mic stand? That's what I'm calling into question. That is the question that we will answer by... Answer? We will answer the question by the end of this episode. I'm going to put the mic down. Tell us what, what's been going on in your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I need down. to do my cream and the coffee. <laughs> Uh, uh, I just been on the road, man. I've been traveling a bunch, and I'm back, and it feels good. And I'm ready to hunker down and get to work. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, well, I was in Portugal for. Oh, that's right. You were in Portugal too. Yeah, I went to Portugal for a week uh, with my family. Doing some KCRW stories. In no, Portugal. pure, pure uncut vacation. Uh, I went. Silver Lake's premiere, your uncut vacation in Portugal. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, we have a friend who is an artist, and she'd been living there for the last six months. And she had her big performance for the end of her time there that we wanted to go see. And my wife's parents wanted to go also. And we were like, oh, that's perfect. We'll all go together. And then we can all hang out, and Katja and I can go out in the evenings, and they'll babysit Faye. And stay, you know, so it all worked out perfect. Except our friend's performance got postponed. So, so you missed it? Well, we did, we missed the performance. The performance actually tonight and tomorrow night. If you're in Lisbon, and you were an go Astro listener. go uh, see. Does this friend listen to the Astro? No, I don't think so. Um, Some friend. Yeah, but uh, maybe later I'll look up the details of where the performance is. Well, so if you're one of our Portugal listeners, but what I was gonna say is I got go to see to... a I got to see a dress rehearsal of the performance. Oh, good. So okay. that was. And it was kind of cooler that How way. How is it? What, what is it? It was cool. It was a dance performance. And there was, it was in this, like, there's this giant concrete warehouse-like building that has been devoted to the arts in some way. So I think they have art residencies and artists put up stuff. But it was in this, like, completely spare, dark, high-ceilinged, giant cement-columned room. And there was this light coming from one end of the room. So as the dancers were performing, their shadows were, like, cast on the back concrete wall. It's really cool. It just felt very like industrial and in. That sounds like the kind of thing you would do in <laughs> Lisbon. What were your impressions of Lisbon overall? It's a beautiful city in like a real raw way. There's just graffiti everywhere. There's like this nice mix of like graffiti, like you would see probably in I'm guessing like er, 70s, 80s New York. Like it's just sort of unregulated, and sometimes they'll just take over entire whole giant buildings with what I assume are unsanctioned murals. So the Portuguese got around, right? They were like explorers. They colonized areas of the, yeah, of the I mean, Americas. They right? definitely made it to Brazil. I don't know they made else. it to Brazil. I mean, the language did at least. So what is the city? Like, do you know when it was developed or like what, what is the look of it? I mean, everyone was like, it's just like San Francisco. 
In what sense? I didn't think it was that much. Like, I mean, it's very hilly. There's all these very steep hills, like and they have a rep- they have say. a and their bridge is exactly it's a replica of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's foggy a lot. Wait, what? Yeah, so There's the bridge, bridge that, that goes from the island to the other side is a, an exact replica of a Golden Gate Bridge. Golden but Gate it's a little bridge bit bigger. It's a little longer. Yeah, I believe so. Really? But there's a little longer. And so there are the, those like sort of nominal comparisons to San Francisco, but it doesn't feel like San Francisco. And they have a streetcar, a trolley. Well, so far they're hitting a few markers that are very key San Francisco. That's true. Trolley, but it doesn't have like a San Francisco vibe. They have a Golden Gate Bridge. That is true. Okay, <laughs> at, at Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't even know there was more than one. There are two. I mean, maybe there's more. The Portuguese have been around, right? So what are they doing, you know, replicating American engineering in the 20th century? What, I don't know. What was there before? Was there a bridge there before? I don't know. I don't have a lot of knowledge about the place itself. You know, <laughs> interesting about Caesar. <laughs> okay, go on. That his conquest of Gaul... The reason why he was able to do what he did was because the Romans, the Roman army, they were such great builders. And they would build these bridges and go, the whole army would travel across, you know, rivers and then tear the bridges down the next day. And by the time that they got across, um, that everyone got across, like they had already like built like a little city that they would live for a couple wow. of days and then they would tear that down. And so it was like no one could keep up with them because they were these like very, it was like a very violent builders. circus. Yeah, very violent circus. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was more about the, their ability to move about and be safe because they were such great engineers and builders mm. and the fact that they could somehow keep enough food to survive. Mm. That that's why. It wasn't that they were these great warriors. They were great builders. Right. End uh, parenthesis. Take us back to Lisbon. You're in a graffitied warehouse. The light's on the wall somehow you described it really well there's a lot of tile everywhere a lot of beautiful tile all the buildings are covered in this beautiful like hand painted tile a lot of the buildings not everywhere yeah you took some good photos of tile that I saw well we went to the National Tile Museum which is really cool it's a good place Uh, to see tile I went to a puppet museum which was very cool this is Uh, classic David Weinberg stuff you know a lot of kid friendly outings What's that? I said you come in the morning also. Good oh, morning. yeah. Well, we used to come good only in the morning you, on Fridays. Yeah, I know. But good. Then now you oh, it's okay. You can, you know, enjoy yourself. All right. Oh, no. We like to talk day. to you. Thank you. We want to know more about you. <laughs> we want to know everything about you. The steel trap that is the Astro servers. Yeah. Staff. Either you want to be around us or you want to be far away from us. Sometimes <laughs> Can I... Get I <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, I walk to Whole Foods 365 at night and do a little shopping and walk back. And when you're walking back at night past the Astro with these huge windows, it's a great time to people watch. Mm. And it seems like Roman's been working the dinner shift. Really? Yeah. Roman... Astro diehards will know Roman from previous episodes. The beer episode? I think that was the first time we ever... He served us a couple times, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, but that was his And I think that pre-Astro, pre-recording this podcast, but when we were meeting here... Before we... He was like our server a bunch. I think so, yeah. We didn't know Martha in those days. Yeah. So that's some Astro deep, deep for 
all the fans that are listening. Mm -hmm. There's two categories of Astro listeners. <laughs> okay, go on. They're the ones that get that would be excited by, you know, when we drop Roman's name or 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 if I were to say something right now about Nick White. Ooh. They're those who. Nick Here's White is right. like the the fifth Beatle of the Astro. <laughs> yeah. We talk about him so much. I love it. I wanted to say something about Nick White. Oh yeah. Uh, the last time I saw him, I think, was at your house, and uh, he was oh, yeah. like, "You haven't done fun it party. for a while." The Astro, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah," you know, which is what I say. And he said, "The last couple were just sort of like, what did he call them? Story notes for Richard's famous." <laughs> yeah. It's and I was like, "Oh." I'm sorry. Uh, I felt self-conscious about it. He was like, no, no, no. That's what the Astro is. It's like story notes. <laughs> and I was like, what are you effing talking yeah, about, Nick you... White? I mean, I would I would say, what are you talking about? But he probably falls into that very, very small category of people who have he's listened to deepest. every episode. <laughs> he's the deepest. I think he's listened to every episode. In the early days of the Astro. This is more for the fans. This episode's <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> in the very early days of, the, of recording this podcast, when we had the first few out, you would come here with like your notebook. Well, you still kind of do that sometimes, but I would yeah. too. We would come here with notes, and we were we were trying. We were trying. It was like a new marriage. <laughs> we were, <laughs> but in those that era, those halcyon days, uh, I remember. He was, like, in San Francisco or something. He was, like, on a long bus ride, and I think he, like, binged oh, listening yeah. to, like, four episodes, and he was texting the two of us. Yeah. And he was taking it very seriously. And he was like, the dynamic is working. Like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were taking it seriously. And now look at us. We're just... What do you, what do you mean? I'm like, you don't take it seriously anymore? Is it some kind of fucking joke? You're wasting my time over here. in Lisbon, you know, you're... Well, I don't know. We just... It, we haven't even gotten to where you, what you did next, which <laughs> is like... What would you do next? What would you do after well, Lisbon? After you were... First, I want to... Uh, hang out in warehouses in Lisbon. Present you with a Portuguese Whoa. gift. Oh, man. So this is wrapped in... What is this? Open it. But what is the wrapping? It says 1942 Portugal, has a logo on it. Comur? C-O-M-U-R? Anyway. Looks like wrapping, it's kind of like slightly matte. Oh, it's a bag. It I've is unwrapped a bag. it. And now, oh, I'm going to guess what this is. Based on, I, I can feel it's kind of cold. I feel like it's a metallic casing and mm -hmm. it's weight. Mm -hmm. I hope, I'm not going to be disappointed if it's not. But I'm guessing maybe it is some sort of tinned fish. You are correct. <laughs> What'd you get me? Some... Ooh. Filetes de cavala. Uh-huh. What is that? Mackerel. Mackerel. Cool. Well, they're famous for sardines, I guess. But then they also have this other stuff. And I was like, eh, maybe you will try something different. Awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was a cool place, that little sardine shop I went like to. Here we got, like, this looks like the whole history of Portugal right here. It's like we got some ships, we got some warriors, we got, like, a sort of... Monster? Monster-looking guy. <laughs> a guy with a mustache and a hat. Nautical stuff. It's almost too beautiful to open. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to save this for the earthquake. <laughs> this is what... I'm going to go out and stop. Well, everyone's living off beans, cans of beans. You'll just be like, time imported, for the Portuguese mackerel. Illegally imported Portuguese I don't think mackerel. it's illegal to bring that in here, is it? 
I don't know. I, I think you can bring. It's a food stuff. Pro tip, Astro, pro, thank you for that. I tried to find pickles, but Portuguese don't really do pickles. Well, I feel like this is kind of a pickle because it's preserved. That's true. It's olive. Every, almost every meal you get, you can get with olives. Cavala. But not really. Not really. Very I exciting. didn't see many pickles. Ingredients are cavala, mackerel, 51% olive oil, and salt. What does that mean, 51%? It's 51% mackerel. The rest is gelatin. Or is it 51% of the volume of this tin? Anyway, it looks great. Let's read the back. Oh wait, I think this is describing what's on the front. Bartolomeu Diaz rounds the Cape of Storms, confirming the connection between the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean, and changes its name to Cape of Good Hope. Ah. That is what is depicted in a sort of narrative, almost looks like a wall hanging, like a Mm -hmm. what we, like at the cloisters where they have the sort of narrative wall hanging stuff. I don't know. Look, you're the guy who's into art. Uh, am I? No, you're like you're hanging out in a warehouse in Lisbon. I feel like dance performance. Yeah, I guess I'm. I mean, uh, very I am into art, and then I like much. it, but I lack a lot of. Uh, oh, you lack knowledge. <laughs> I lack a lot art of art history knowledge. Yeah, I took AP art history. Oh. And I'll never forget. I can't remember what the painting was, but it was like a famous like French impressionist painting or something modern actually. It was modern because it came up and the, our teacher put it up on the screen and she asked some question about it, like how to interpret it. And I raised my hand and I said something. And I just remember her reaction was like, Richard, I knew you would be like, I, I knew you would just be like right there when we got to modernism. Or like she was like, I knew you would what just made be her think a that? duck in water. I don't know. A duck in water? Is that <laughs> idiom? Maybe. What? When someone's like comfortable, like or yeah. doing well, uh, I don't know what made her think that, but it made me feel nice, and I remember it all these mm. years later. Thank you, Ms. Mitchum. So, enough about me. Enough for the fans. Let's get back to the story. Mm -hmm. The story of Dave's life. I'm excited to get food, by the way. I am too. We haven't got any menu. Do you want to get a patty? Split a patty melt? At least. At least. <laughs> I mean, we could go full on chicken fried steak. You won't be disappointed. All right. But we could split it. Yeah. I can't eat a whole chicken fried steak. I did last time we were doing this, right? I know. Didn't I? Probably. Yeah, I think so. You did. And I had pie. All right. Let's get back to what has been going on with you, and I'll try to. Order us some food. Classic keyboard. <sighs> that is your favorite thing to do. Do you do that when you're not on the Astro? When no. you're just recording at home? <laughs> when I'm recording myself drinking at home? Of course I do. Of course I do that, and of course that's what I do while I'm doing that. That's what all your VO is, right? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, so... so what did you do next? Come on. Keep, uh, I came keep home from going. Portugal. I was home for like two days, and then I jumped on a plane and went to New Orleans. <gasps> part uh, for work, to get, get some tape for a story, and also to celebrate the Mardi Gras. Celebrate the Mardi Gras. Is it the Mardi Gras? 
It can be described as the Mardi Gras. Some people call it the Mardi Gras. I call it Shrove Tuesday. Trove Tuesday? Shrove. Why do you call it Trove Tuesday? Shrove Tuesday. Trove? No, Shrove. Trove? What does that mean? Like a treasure trove? Shrove. 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 What? What does that mean? Like I shrove to the store to get some... Drove? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's an ecclesiastical... In the church. The Catholic church? Well, I grew up... Because Mardi Gras is really a sort of Catholic you know, thing. Episode three, son of a potter and a Methodist, <laughs> <Right>. callback. <laughs> right. It's all up there. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. The joy of a podcast li like this is that you get to be inside someone's world and you get to know them. Mm -hmm. And then you enjoy these little, this is for the fans, you know? <laughs> like, you should do more callbacks when you're telling your stories of your life. Well, I feel like in order to do a good callback, you have to remember mm. everything that came before. <laughs> I don't think I need to hear from you about how to do a good callback. Yeah, I know. It was great. It was, uh, it was really great. Shrove Tuesday is what Episcopalians say the day before, before Ash, Wednesday? Ash Wednesday. Okay. All right. Then you get the smudge. Got it. What'd you give up for Lint? Um, Lent. Lent? Lent. Not gonna... lint. lint is what's in your belly button. Lent. Just take a break from... <laughs> from what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give up drinking. <laughs> but... Of course not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to, like, lay low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ease up on the partying. Is that how all the Methodists do? Uh... do I don't even know if Methodists do. I think we do Lent. Come on. We don't do Ash Wednesday. We never put Ash on our foreheads. Mother is a freaking deacon. Mother's <laughs> not a deacon. Yeah, she sings in the. She sings in the rock group at the church. There's like the rock? traditional choir, and then there's like the rock. We've probably talked about this on Son of a Potter and a Methodist episode. Three. I probably did. Yeah. But um, what? My, also, my parents are arriving in this city today. Really? Yeah. Man. Martha. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's good to see you again. Hello. How the heck have you been? Here and there. Where yeah. you been? Oh, where have I been? Where have you been? Mostly Gus? a couple blocks away from my house. Where <laughs> are you? Oh, I thought it in another place. Oh, cheating at me. Okay. No. <laughs> He's no. cheating at you with his own home. I haven't eaten a single thing. <laughs> Can we order some food? Of course. What are you having, honey? Chicken fried steak. The meal. How do you want the eggs? Over easy. Cool. Hash browns? Yeah. Hash browns? And you want pancakes or toast? Pancakes, right? Yeah. Sounds very good. That's, Thank you very that's much. What's fun about it. The sweet stuff and what? What's the sweet stuff? The pancakes. You. We have the biggest glass of water that of you course, have. Of course, two big ones. Yeah. Why do you need so much water, Richard? Two big ones. Why are you so thirsty? I'm just drinking so much coffee, I'm like flying on coffee. Oh, is that why? Yep. <laughs> Shrove Tuesday, baby. So, it being Friday, you have been in New Orleans celebrating mm. the Mardi Gras, which is French for Shrove Tuesday. Yes. It is definitely it's French for that. That is the literal translation. Yeah. Uh, 
So, New Orleans, you got a whole history with New Orleans. You lived there. Yeah, I lived there for a long time. You were a cook at a cook. Mimi's in the Marini. A, a cook is Everyone a stretch. Everyone listening to this podcast I would say. I worked in the kitchen. <laughs> what Mimi's in the Marini is. I'll, I'll bet you every Astro fan has, like, had a crazy dance party at Mimi's in the Marini. We're, we're very... Well, they don't do dance parties there anymore. Mimi's is gin. No. Well, there used to be this famous night, DJ Soul right, Sister. Mimi's. What? It's a two-story bar in the... Marini of New Orleans. It's, I would say, Lean's hipster. <laughs> uh, but they have really great food. Uh, they do, like, sort of a rough take on tapas. The chef is Heathcliff Haley, who's a badass. Um, and, yeah, I worked there in the kitchen with Heathcliff for a while. And there used to be this great Friday night dance party. DJ Soul Sister, who's, like, a well-known DJ in New Orleans, also has a... She still has her show on WBOZ, but she doesn't do... Her dance party. They got in some trouble with the neighbors. Like the neighbors complained about noise, and so they don't. They used to do live music every night upstairs, and then the DJ parties. But they stopped doing that. I don't know when after I left. Um, but it's still a great place to go hang out, have drinks. They're open usually till I don't know five in the morning. About roughly. I mean, it's a good place. It's right to, across the street from one of my favorite Weinberg coffee shops. Say, lay low. Yeah, you could spend a good twenty hours there <laughs> if you needed to. Even without dance parties? Even without dance parties. I mean, so there's still good music playing. Why do you say that you weren't a cook? You worked in the kitchen. Like, what's the difference? Well, it was a super tiny do? kitchen. Right. Um, so it's just you and Heathcliff. It was me and Heathcliff. So I've interviewed Heathcliff. We should smash the interview. I right tried to put Heathcliff on the radio once, and then I like, there I played this tape for someone. I can't remember who was pitching it to, and they're like, he just curses too much. We can't put this on the radio. <laughs> Him and his partner, Joaquim. Um, but so you know, but like there was Heathcliff was the cook, and then I did everything else, which was like I did all the prep. And the dishwashing, and there's no servers, so you order from the bar, then the food gets brought out to you, and I would bring it out, and so he's just kind of like the right-hand man to the chef. But, but you I would, like chop things, right? Yeah, I did garmanger. I did all the like a lot of the cold entrees, like oh, like sorry. cheese plates and stuff like that. Garmanger. I, I would do that. Yeah, but I wasn't like. You tried the to chef. pull garmanger on me once on this podcast, you because I said something to Martha as a goof, and then you were like, he doesn't know where the guard manger is. <laughs> I said that? You were like, I wasn't like serious. he doesn't know what kitchen stations are. Or something. Oh. Yeah, you, you said it oh. to Martha as if, like, we know, but he doesn't. And I, yeah, I do like and to... And then I was like... I do like to dig people who are in the food world who never worked in restaurants. That is a... I told you I worked at Shoney's. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I worked at freaking Shoney's. Like... That counts for something. I'm just giving you a hard time. I worked at Shoney's for a summer. Okay. Not even the whole summer. Front of house or back of house? I, look, just go <laughs> re-listen to episode six. And Have we not talked about this on the podcast? Hey, just because I don't have any recollection of it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Well, I was getting trained, and uh, everybody noticed that I was very good at math. What do you mean everyone noticed? What are you all doing? All the ladies who worked there. So every <laughs> server there was pretty much... A middle-aged lady, very nice, Lake Junaluska, North Carolina. I was 19 years old, and I had a job cutting grass at the Methodist Retreat Center, mm -hmm. Lake Junaluska, Methodist Retreat. I was weed-eating, as they call it out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the two guys that I worked with were ferociously authentic hillbilly people. Like, one, this guy Jonas had no teeth. He looked like he was, like, 100... 20 years old but he was like 38 <laughs> and like he had no teeth and we would get paid every two weeks and he would just go on a bender he would not come into work the monday after we got paid like wow. ever yeah and um and they just give him that day off 
it was just its own weird little, yeah. you know, logical, illogical, dysfunctional family. The guy who managed us drove a long distance truck. And so he was like hardly ever there, this guy Roy. And he was like young and buff. And, and then the other guy that I worked with, Michael, had like the most amazing long red hair, like, like bangs, like mid forehead, and then just like hair down to like his waist almost. And he was an amateur wrestler. And his name was the Playboy. And I never saw him, but he described it to me and he said that he would dress up in these like, he was like, I got like a white leather suit with like um, uh -huh. trim. And uh, his character was like kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like slightly like metrosexual sounding like cowboy character. Like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know. And they would steal my cigarettes. And um, I wasn't allowed to drive the the uh, motorized mower, I had to weed eat. And it was like around this lake where these geese lived and there was just like goose shit everywhere. I'd just be come home covered in goose shit. Anyway, I didn't make enough money. Uh -huh. And so I got the job at Shoney's. So for a while I was getting up, I would get to Lake Junaluska at seven in the morning and weed eat until 3.30 with one break and lunch. Every day? That's a lot of weeds. Sometimes, and it was during the summer, there would be these like thunderstorms and rainstorms in the afternoon. And so sometimes we got to go home uh. early. Um, but there was, it was a huge place. There was always something to do. Yeah. And, um, and then I'd come home and I'd strip out of my goose shit clothes, take a shower and then go get on my black slacks and white top and go to Shoney's. I still have the name tag. And, uh, yeah, I ran the cash register and then I was training to be a server and then I was a server, but I was the only male working front of house wow. except for the manager. But on my first day there, I was just living alone in North Carolina at this place that my family owns. Looky up, Sarah. Oh, wow. That was more fast. Coffee. Thank you. You're welcome. It is nice Thank you, delicious. Martha. You're welcome. Well, they didn't make the pancakes in their inimitable style. Must, the person who does it must not be here. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the one where they made it for me where, look, they got a the pancake and a mustache? Yeah. It's probably because I have a beard now. An astro beard. Yeah. All right, let's eat this thing. Um, point is, the first day there at Shoney's, I just hadn't like seen people my age in like months, basically. Uh, All right, sweetie. Thank you. Warm up a coffee for you. Thank you. You're this looks. Oh, and water. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, and there was one girl working on the waitstaff who was like my age and the first day i was there i was like would you like to go on a date with me <laughs> <laughs> on the first day <laughs> yeah i just like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one <laughs> I was like, would you like to go out with me? And, uh, and she was like, I would, but um, I'm dating Mark. And I was like, the manager? Uh. And so immediately I was like, damn, now I'm gonna have this weird relationship with Mark because he knows that I was trying to horn in on his, his lady. Yeah, you really stepped in goose shit on that one. So don't talk to me about garb manger ever again, because... Because you cause worked the cash register at Shoney's? <laughs> for like two weeks, and then I quit. Uh, drove the... 
red BMW 325i back to California. Would you split this thing up? I don't have a mic stand. I'm doing all the talking. Yeah. Why don't or I... you talk for a while? Would you please? All right. Uh, all right. You gonna split it up and I'll talk? Sure. All right. Um, what, any, you got any prompts for me or you want me to just ramble? Well, you were talking about New Orleans. Just, oh yeah, so, you know, I had a good setup down there. I have a friend who runs, so I went down there to do a story about my friend, Danny. Oh, really? Uh, well, it's a story I've been working on for like 15 years, I don't know. I mean, I grew up with Danny and I've been taping him and oh, yeah, that, recording conversations yeah, with him for for a long time, and so this was just like, I was kind of hoping to go down there and get the end of the story this I week. recording of him too. You know, because it's one of those stories that's like, I don't know where, when, how it ends, you know? When you've been taping someone that long, it's like, so I was hoping to get the end of the story because uh, Danny is a tour guide down there. He gives bike tours. If you're down in New Orleans, you should take a tour from him. Uh, his company's called Confederacy of Cruisers. And he does tours all the time. They're amazing. Danny's like obsessed with New Orleans and obsessed with Mardi Gras. <laughs> so he's a good person to be around. I'm also, bummed I, that I didn't do a tour with him. Yeah. Has he, he been doing that that time that I went and I hung out with him? Was that what he was doing? How long ago was that? It was a while ago now. That uh, Like three years ago? Probably not, no. He used to be a cook. He was a cook at the country club. Do you know the country club? We actually hung out at, at Mimi's. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, we met up there late. I think he had just gotten off okay. work. Yeah, the country club is used to be an amazing place. I feel like it, like someone who goes back to the town they used to live in, like, everything's changed, but everything has changed at the country club. It used to be a clothing optional pool, oh, and you could oh, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, party yeah. and swim naked no, back there. And I would go there, like, all the time because Danny worked there, and so I could get in for free, and I would just, like, swim around naked and drink, and it was glorious. It was, like, one of the best places ever, but... Then they stopped allowing you to be naked back there, and they raised the prices. And Danny doesn't work anymore, so that's that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what it used to be, folks. It's not what it used to be. I remember when I met with Danny, I had a microphone, and I was recording everything. And he was like, "Oh yeah, of course you are." Like it was like this thing that he like totally expected. But I didn't know that you were working on a story about him. What I mean, I, I mean, working on a story is a, is a. I don't know if that's a. I've, you I've do been. Do so many stories about your friends. I've been just. I basically. I guess the more accurate. You do the Richard Park story. I guess the more accurate. I can't believe I actually have to say that, but. Oh jeez. We do it every so often here. This is it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess I've just been documenting our friendship for 15 years. So what's the story? It's a good question. Or like, what are the things that are? I think it's about the meaning of life. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be about. What are the things that will unfold? Well, that's we a hear? debate that Danny and I have a lot, because Danny's a philosopher. He studied philosophy in school, and so we would always have these debates, because I, I feel like we're on different sides of a coin about what makes for a, a good life. We're just very different people in certain ways, and so, I don't know. I mean, I, it's What's hard. What's the major differences? Danny thinks like that the most important thing about life is to have fun. That's like all that really matters. And if you're not, if everything you are doing is not in the pursuit of enjoyment and pleasure, then you're, then you're like doing it wrong. I think, I mean, we've had, you know, you know, when you have known someone for this long views sort of shift as you get older, but that was sort of the crux of the argument that we had before. 
Um, and what do you think? I don't know that I believe that. But I, I don't know. He's just such a good, de- you know, because he's studied all this, he's like, I, I would say things like, well, there's certain things that you just have to do in life that you, that you don't necessarily want to do, but like are necessary, you know, and he would, you would say that. I would say that, yeah. yeah. And he would say that's not true. Like, like you got to have like a good job and. Yeah, whatever. You got to like, I don't know, sometimes you got to do something you don't want to do. And Danny disagrees. <laughs> He's like, if you're doing something, it's because ultimately you think it will make you happy. That's the end goal of that, of that process. Do you know what I mean? It's more of a semantics argument, so I don't know. But it's about a lot of things. It's about growing up. It's kind of a coming of age story. It's about, I think it's going to be about alcoholism in some ways. I think it's going to be about, about, I don't know. I got to think about it, you know? Describe the thing about his dad, the random tape episode. Oh, Danny's dad's a kook. He, uh, Danny's dad left this world-famous answering machine message on his phone one time. I mean, it's a, instead of describing it, you should just go listen to it. Yeah, I know. It's called Broken Brain. It's on random tape. But it's just him, like, ranting at his son for, like, three minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I went down there. I recorded the, the tour with Danny. It was great. I got, like, t- I kept tearing up during the tour. Why? Because it was just great to see Danny, like, in his element, wowing all these tourists and, like, doing the thing that he loves and the place that he loves and just sort of, like... Fulfilling his own destiny in a way, you know. And I hadn't been so sleeping much. You know, when you don't sleep much, you're just like raw, emotionally raw all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was some of that too. So you didn't take the tour until. I hadn't taken the tour until. Yeah. This time around, had you been hanging out in New Orleans for a while before you took the tour? That's why you were kind of sleep deprived. I'd been in town for like a couple of days, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it was a combination of like I hadn't slept because I, but I also was still a little jet lagged from Portugal. Did you go straight from Portugal sleep, to New Orleans or you come back? No, here? I had like two days in LA. So I was just like all over the place, time zone wise. And, and I don't sleep much when I'm in New Orleans. It's just like trying to pack it all in, you know? Yeah. How long were you there? Six days. What was the highlight of Mardi Gras? Of the day itself? The whole thing. Or was the highlight just crying when you got a tour? That sounds good. You know you don't hold the mic. You fucking amateur. I don't have to call, hold the I'm mic because I'm keeping it going. Um. I can keep it going with no hands. Well, my favorite part of Mardi Gras Day is always when they when they when they get to the river. There's a crew called Saint Anne that parades, and a big part of that is a bunch of musicians, and they arrive at the river usually around 12 or 1 in the afternoon, and people bring the ashes of their loved ones who passed away that year, and they play the funeral dirge and they throw their ashes into the Mississippi. Wow! And it is like. Like spectacularly colorful, you know. Everyone's just in these like wildly colorful costumes, and there's music playing, and you're on the river, and it's just like this day of excess. And like, I mean, the whole city shuts down to have a party. It's like the scale of it on the, by itself is just kind of staggering. And so when you that moment when you get to the river, it's sort of like it's not the end of Mardi Gras. I mean, Mardi Gras is always a day that like people are usually in bed by sundown, 
you start early in the morning and it's and so that's sort of like the turning point in the day where okay now we're just going to start walk making our way back and like that's sort of the peak of the day uh, and it's just like magical and like otherworldly and like it's just yeah it's indescribable but how many times have you done it uh six I think I lived there for three years so I was did three Mardi Gras when I lived there and I have been back probably another three times since I left do you miss living there I do I miss it a lot how do you like live there though I don't think I could uh that's a definitely a different kind of lifestyle it's a hard place to be ambitious right I don't know. I had this debate with a bunch of people. They're like, when are you coming back? And I was like, I don't know. This time around? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I always had a hard time maintaining self-control here. And they're like, yeah, but you're older now. You're mature. You got a kid. If you had a kid down here, you wouldn't, like, devolve into depravity. Right. And I'm like, yeah. You don't believe the pleasure is the only reason to live life? Um, no. But, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I have to. I would have to reframe everything about my life to go down there, and like I'd have to have a reason. And I think I don't know. I mean, I love living here, so it's not really an issue. If I suddenly woke up and like was tired of LA, that would be the next place I would probably want to move to. But I don't know. Why did you leave? Mm, my wife got into grad school at Washington U in St. Louis, so I went with her. She's my girlfriend at the time, but it's like, yeah, let's do this. And you guys were there for two years? Three. Three years. Three years in NOLA. Three years in St. Lou. Seattle before that. Yep. So, yeah, but now I'm just like operating, and my brain is operating at like 75%, I think. I hear that. From the not sleeping and I just did so much biking too. I got a free bike while I was there, which is like the key, I feel like, to getting around is just to have a bike. And so the bike tour company lent me a bike. That's great. Yeah, it was perfect. And I just, you know, I just kind of visited friends, biked around. Everyone's always hanging at the bar, so everyone you know is at a bar somewhere. So you just kind of like wander around and eat and drink and... Sounds great. Yeah, it was good. I, mean, I need to go. I need to go there soon. Or maybe next year. Next year is soon enough. Trying to organize another Mardi Gras. Yeah, I'd like to. I've never been for Mardi Gras, so I would love to see it. It's a life-changing experience, I would say. Really? Ah, I gotta do it. I know, I was having serious FOMO. That night at your house, you were like, I'm going to, after Lisbon, I'm going to Mardi Gras. And I was like, I'm coming. <laughs> And then like we just didn't talk about it again, and then I and then I had forgotten. Nick said the same thing. It. Nick's like, "All right, I'm booking my tickets. When are you going?" And See, I like sent him all the info, and then I never heard from him until like the day before I was leaving. I was like, "Are you still coming?" He's like, "Nah, I couldn't get it together." Oh, I I probably could have, but I forgot about it, and then all of a sudden you were there, and I was like, "I should have done that." Now at this point, though, now that you're there, it's too late. I haven't taken the time off work, and you know all that stuff. So. Whatever. I think that I'm going to France this summer. Me too. 
What? How do you? <laughs> I don't think I'm like going this summer. My one special <laughs> thing. You're like, oh yeah, I'm also throwing that in there. Well, I was really fucked up, and I got this call from Katya, and she's like, hey, do you want to go to Paris with my brother? He needs a chaperone for this thing he's doing with the Lego Corporation. And I was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Classic I think that happened while I was down there. <laughs> I got to talk to Katya about it. Yeah, I think she said that. <laughs> I think I planned a trip to Paris. <laughs> uh, do you remember in this possible dream what dates you were going to go? I don't, know. Well, that's nice. What are you going to do in, Paris, in France? For work or just pleasure? Well, no, what happened was a, a friend who's here, who's French, uh, had a friend over there looking for our, an apartment swap. Mm. And we've connected over email and we both said, this looks good and we'd like to do it. I, I told myself years ago, the next time I hear about where I'm offered like a free place to stay and a place that I want to go, I'm going to go. It just makes it so much easier. Yeah. And so, uh, following that dictum, it seems like it's going to work out. And she's going to be traveling for longer than she needs a place here because she'll be going other places too. So that opens up other possibilities. But she's going to be here for, I think it's like 11 days or something like that. And I think she's going to be gone for more like a little bit more than two weeks or something. So... I just need to really lock that in. Uh, like, I feel like we should have the WeChat call or the Skype call to like really finalize the deal. And then I would just plan a trip around that. And where um, in France? Paris, mm. in, a, in an apparently very nice apartment. Ooh, in a very Ooh la la, as they say in France. <laughs> Trove Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> And I would be very excited to do that. And I looked at tickets, and they're like <laughs> tremendously expensive because it's uh, July. Going to is that a good time to be in France? Yeah, that's when she's going to be here, so that's when uh. it can happen. Um, so the tickets are like really expensive, but not spending a dime on a place to stay. Uh, so I think it'll work, and then I can take the time off work, and um, at that point I should be done by done with the. The cookbook that was due last October. How's that coming along? Ooh. Are you done? Really good. (laughs) (laughs) Note to the listeners, Richard did not make eye contact with me when he said really good. He looked down in shame. (laughs) I, um, yeah. You know, cookbooks are long processes. I don't know. I've never done one. I know, but you know me, so you know all about it. This show is basically show notes for my life. For your projects? Yeah. Your travel, your We just did show notes for your meaning of life story. Yeah. Only you would have the the chutzpah to say, like, I'm making a story about the meaning of life with a straight face. Only Weinberg could pull, pull off that, that trick. Only Weinberg. If you guys knew him... Well, let's wait till the story gets made before you... Tell me I pulled it off. And it's actually <laughs> about the meaning of life. It's probably more about you guys. It's probably more about your relationship. I think it is. Yeah. I struggle a lot with some decisions I made about hmm. my relationship with Danny that it, that's going to be in there, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who, like, what shape will this story take? What do you mean? Like, is it a long radio documentary? Oh, yeah. Like, 30, 40 minutes long, probably. I'm going to put it on Welcome to LA next season. Oh, oh, so Welcome to LA is coming back? Yeah. 
Better be. I keep telling me it's coming back. Oh, good. And so, Danny, what else are we going to have in the mix? Astro Supercut? Um, well, right now I'm working on... So I'm working on this new show. Astro Supercut. Astro Supercut. And I'm working on this new show. The Daily Show? Yeah. This, well, I don't, we can't, I don't know if it's public yet, but I'm working on a new show. And so my gig for that show is to document the way that Angelinos spend their Friday nights over the next few months. So I'll be hanging out with all different kinds of people on Friday nights. Only Weinberg. For these little segments for the new show. And then after I've done that for several months, I'll have this big archive of material that I'll turn into like a collage of Friday night in LA. That'll be one episode. Let me just describe you and your life as if you didn't know you. <laughs> There's this guy and he has this job at a radio station, but like he'll like take off and go to like Portugal for a week and then go to like, New Orleans for Mardi Gras for another week and uh, oh yeah he's also going to France this summer and he makes stories about the meaning of life and hanging out with people on a Friday night and yeah he, oh yeah he has his own show as well and uh, that that yeah that's that's my friend David <laughs> yeah that's what a life yeah what a life I know I'm blessed grabbing it by the horns <laughs> yeah Enjoy it while it lasts. Tell Danny about that. And then see what he has to say about the meaning of that life. Uh, You're okay. doing it. I will. You're living for the pleasure. I am. You're hanging yeah. out with the people on the Friday night. Yeah. Folks. What should I do tonight? I got to figure that out. To, like, party? Oh, oh. <laughs> no. no. Like party, work, no, it's all work. the same. Don't you know, Parks? Um, what would be an interesting setting? Yeah, you got any, you got any pitches? Uh, Moonlight Rollerway. It's a good one. The Astro. Honestly, this would be a great place to hang out. And then you could finally, we could crack the nut that is yeah. access to doing real Astros here, where we talk to people, we talk to the people about their stories, their lives, their food. Well, you could come along with some of the Friday Night stuff. Thank you. We could try to make some of it, well, I don't know. We'll, talk about, it. we'll talk about it off the, That'd be interesting. off the record. Yeah, off the record. Uh, other Friday night stuff. I would de definitely some taco stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I want to hang out with a taquero. Yeah, for sure. I want to. I, mean, I, I want right to spend now. a lot of time riding around in cars with people, because I want to use that right. as a transitional device to get between the different. In the collage thing, we'll like hop into a car and then we'll be in a car. So with it's always going to be. It's not like one piece is going to be one place one night. It will be for the sh new show. Okay. But then I'll have this archive of stuff right. that I can put together however I want for the bigger piece. And, and so uh, for welcome in LA. Yeah, and so I want to spend time in cars with people like on the way to a party or yeah. and I, I kind of want to have some arcs that play out over the course of I'm thinking that piece might be like an hour long. Like we'll start with someone getting off work, Life clocking out and then they're going to like go to the party and we'll we'll travel with them and you know like I just feel like you experience all the range of emotions on a Friday night. It's like you get off work and you're like relieved and then you're excited and then you hit the town and then it's never quite as great as you think it's going to be and then it ends and then you feel like shit the next day or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's all these different ways you can, so. Korean spa. Korean hey, spa would be The good. guy with the microphone at the Korean spa. <laughs> Only Weinberg. Yeah. In so. the steam room with your SM58. If you're interested, there are some very good tacos that are very hyped right now. Really? Yeah, it's called Tacos 1986. Oh yeah, I've heard of this place. It's like, like they just got reviewed in the LA Times. Like they're huge, but they're a new place, relatively new, and they do like northern 
Mexico style. Mm. So Where like are they? Grilled, like good steak. Wow. Yeah, uh, they are in a little like alcove in front of a cafe that's in a building that's basically catty corner from the Wiltern. It's mm-hmm. on Western, on the west side of the street, north of Wilshire, and um, they're really good. And they, you know, they make the tortillas. Uh, they have a great mushroom taco. Wow. And if you go, ask for a perron. Okay. So that's uh, the, all the tacos are like prepared. Like you, you, they have a salsa bar, but like th- this one comes and it has like melted cheese. It's like on the griddle. And it has beans and steak, um, and it has like a creamy guacamole. It's really good and pico de gallo. So it has like everything you want like mm. in it. And they're a little pricier than, but they're definitely worth it. So that might be a good setting. You would get, but you should do that. You should just hang out at all the taco places, man. All the taco stands. There's so many places in like South LA that I haven't gone to. Yeah, that's. I want to spend a lot of time in neighborhoods that, like South LA and places that I don't normally hang out in. And yeah. I used to when reporting it, but I haven't lately, so. Yeah, there's a couple of people I want to follow up with from Below the Ten and just, like, spend a Friday night with yeah. them. Yeah. What else happens on Friday nights? High, uh, high school sports. It's usually, yeah, like, a big high school, f- high school football night, so I might go hang out at the high school by my house, Franklin. Movie theater. Try to get some tape of the football players, like, winning a big game or losing a big game or get in a locker room with them and just, like, capture a night in the world of high, high school students. Yeah. I think that contrasts are going to be good for this piece. Yeah. So you should hang out with some really rich people. Yeah. And hang out with some really real. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to get at least one like big celebrity in there. Yeah. That I hang out with on a Friday night. Yeah, just get like, you know, Will Ferrell fixing his Comcast (laughs) in his mansion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I get that. Access, I won't turn it down. I mean, like if you get the call from Will, who's like, hey, I'm fixing my Comcast. Get over here now. Hey, look, we, <laughs> we need to get, get this call, on tape. When you get the call from Will. <laughs> we all know what that call is like. Yeah. Especially. I heard you stole a fucking golf ball from my bamboo garden. <laughs> Callback. There you go. You happy? Episode 47. We haven't done 47 yet. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, that seems a bit high. Yeah. We're, the, we're, we're like... We're we we're staying cool in like the low 30s, I think, because we're doing a really slow yeah, burn. We've this, is this the first Astro of 2019? No. Yes, it is. No, really? Yes, it is. Really? I don't know. When it's was the last March one? March 8th. Hold on, let me look up. On no, we did feed. one in January. I don't think so, dude. I think we did. Let's see how long it takes to get to live from the Astro if you just search Astro on the podcast app. Wow, there's so many. Podcasts. Okay, Astro Live. Let's see if it comes up. What are we at time-wise? Uh, we've been going for 51 minutes. Cool. Hey, everybody, will you um, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes? Share the show with a friend. It really does make all the difference. Yep. Yeah, we did one on January 29th. You're right. And then I the thought we'd done last one, one before that was December 20th. We're kind of on the once a month train right now. Before that, November 29th. E, we got to pick it up. Well, I'll I mean, be around. You got to stop going to Portugal and New Orleans and doing whatever you want. Well, I won't be traveling anywhere for a little while. <clears throat> so we can get back on the. Cool. 
It's good to be back. It is. It's always good to be back. Always good to be back. Good to see you out. Getting all those stickers all over town. I put some stickers up on my travels in Portugal and in New Orleans. That's that's really exciting. Yeah. That's great. I like this. So the sticker is now. The Stikle. The Pikle Stikle. <laughs> Super fans will know what I'm talking about. Portugal, New Orleans, Vegas, New York, Washington D.C., Mexico, wow. Cité. Wow. I sent some to Denmark. I sent some to Australia. So these are people that just listen to the show that requested them. The most amazing thing. So I opened an Instagram. Please follow my food podcast on Instagram. It's at Richard's Famous. <clears throat> I opened an Instagram for the podcast. And it's been like such a heavy time of engagement with the people who listen to the shows. Yeah. Many of whom I don't know, which is really That's exciting great. for me. Yeah. yeah. But now I've like learned who listens to the show. Right. Who is it? Well, uh, a couple guys who I correspond with um, over Instagram who are really into it are, like, involved in media in Los Angeles. Like, you know, Ooh. L.A. Taco? Media. Have you heard of, you heard of L.A. Taco? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Hernandez. And I ran into Javier Cabral uh-huh. on the street, and he's someone I've been wanting to run into for a long time ever since you sent me that Samitas recommendation. Oh, right, yeah. And, and I always see my Instagram, like, hanging out 14. on Fig. And I was like, when he says I got to see him, so I finally saw him. And, Introduce myself and I was nice. like, we chatted oh, for a cool. minute. Yeah, it was great. Great. Both walking our dogs. <clears throat> right, so Javier works at um, LA Taco and he's doing... writing for everybody. He's like on fire right now. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, but a couple, I, probably through him, uh, he might have, you know, tweeted about the show or something like that. I don't uh, know. I don't think he has. But anyway, there are a couple other writers for LA Taco who have gotten in touch with me and they're like really into it and yeah. Um, and, and then there's a guy who has like a, a, a some sort of food brand and, and is another big fan. This guy in D.C. who works in public radio, works at that show 1A. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just and then like Denmark, I, I was like how, when people message me and they say they want a sticker, I say, how did you find out about the show? And that guy was like, I was at a wine fair and someone mentioned it to me and it's really cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the Instagram has been really fun getting to know people. It's been heavy engagement, heavy, heavy engagement. I know you're all over the place. <laughs> I know. Well, I've, I finally, I think, hit a wall, but uh, it was fun for a while. And once we get some more episodes, there will be more. Do you have anything in the works? I do. Yeah, I kind of. I'm working on a lot of stuff right now, so I have an I- idea for something that I want to do that would involve other people and uh so we'll see if that works out i i don't want to talk about it just because yeah 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 i don't want to talk out of school about it but yeah there and and then there's another possible collabo that i want to do someone who has like her own idea for a show that she you know that isn't launched yet and so we might do an episode together like on my show that is like kind of piloting that idea cool um yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for some collabs, you know, like I want to do different things with it, and I want it to be get into like new spaces, you know. Yeah, that's the goal with it. it sounds great. But Natural Weinberg was a great moment for the show. It's a great moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll do more things for KCRW and stuff like that. So. 
We seem to be hitting a wall here. Right, well, it seems like we're at an hour. What do we got? What's the timeline here? 55, almost 56 minutes. All right, well, been cooking anything interesting lately? <laughs> I tried those burgers down the street that everyone's been gramming about. Yeah. They're good. They're good. They're very good. Totally. I mean, but I'm not convinced that so it's so hyped. It's just like a lot of butter, I think. It's so much fat. It's <laughs> like so much fat. Yeah. I think that's the. They're good. I, I would say I could use a little less fat. And that is because, like, there's ketchup on the burger. And so, like, the ketchup, ketchup is very sweet. Yeah. That's good. But you want to, like, taste that, you right. know? Yeah. And, like, salty, sweet, you know, you want all those things. But mostly you just get, like, richness. Yes. And, like, the pickles, like, you want acidity, you know, like, yeah. uh, whatever. This is just food talk. Um a couple guys talking about food but i make a burger very similar to that at home mm. that i've told you about yeah you keep claiming i'm gonna get to eat one but you're gonna get to eat one you should come over like this weekend and i'll make it i'll make it for you this weekend's tough because my parents are in town but i'll make it for your parents all right they love burgers really should I bring my parents over for burgers one night yeah sure okay sure all right smashed burgers all right uh can't do it sunday night you, you can't do it Sunday night. Yeah, but maybe okay. Saturday? Maybe Saturday. Or Monday. Okay, so I don't think I have plans this weekend, which is very nice. Because you know you're know, going to go to this show on Sunday night at the Zebulon. Hmm. If you're around. Which what? is nice because you can walk to it. It's called Weirdo Night. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I don't go down to the, the Zeb. Enough. You're right by. You should go. It's like a real real hip and happening joint. I know. I mean, I've, I've gone, but I just don't go that often. Yeah. Uh, I should go more. There's something. What is that thing that everyone talks about there? Brunch? Flea market? No. Um, Live music? It's like Dynasty Typewriter? Bag. Not Dynasty Typewriter, but... Because uh, that's a different place. Show. It's some sort of like drag show that happens, I think. Oh, is it a drag show at Zebula? I didn't know Maybe that. Maybe I'm mixing things up. But Exposure is, is the drag show that I like. It's in like, Highland Park. It's on Monday nights. God, what is it called? The offbeat. Maybe I should take my parents to a drag I think it's too late for them. Maybe they would freak out. Uh, they wouldn't freak parents, out, but they would just be very uncomfortable. Having your parents on the show too, we could just we could do that, and then go get the and then I make you the burger. We do lunch burgers. We could do an Astro and then lunch burgers. Yeah. Or we could do an evening Astro, but if we're gonna come here and not eat, I mean it doesn't matter. Right. Just have but it. I would like to have your parents on the show. We got to do new things with this show. I know. The people will come with us. It doesn't matter what it is. We just have know. to change it somehow. And so like, if we have your parents, that'll be a new vibe. All right. I'll invite them on the show. What should we talk to them about? What do you not want to talk to them about? I'll talk to them about any. I mean, they, they don't like to hear about my drug use or drinking. That kind of bothers them. But other than that, I think it's fine. We can talk about anything. Are you the black sheep of the two kids? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Your sister's younger, right? Yeah, I don't know. We're both... I don't know that I was the black sheep when I was getting into a lot of trouble, but now that I've kind of like mellowed out and have like a good life, a kid and uh, everything, I think I'm not really a black sheep. I mean, I'm very different than them, but I don't know. Grow. Well, it'll be interesting to get into it on the show. Yeah. So, in some friends, please. Uh, Keep it laid back during the Lenten season. Yeah. Don't give up too much, everybody. <laughs> be like, be more like Weinberg. Go to Portugal. 
Yeah. Go to France. Yeah. See you next time.